0: This is the Bible in One Year Express, day 363. Your crown is coming. Queen Elizabeth II acceded to the throne in 1952. At her coronation in Westminster Abbey, she was handed a Bible, anointed and then crowned by the Archbishop of Canterbury. On the 6th of February, 2022, she became the first British monarch to celebrate a Platinum Jubilee, commemorating 70 years on the throne. It was a multinational celebration. The climax was a weekend in June 2022 filled with street parties and concerts and a special service of Thanksgiving. The whole country came together to celebrate. On the 6th of May, 2023, at Westminster Abbey, we'll see the coronation of the new King, Charles III, who, after being the longest-serving heir parent in British history, has now succeeded her to the throne. According to the New Testament, every Christian will be crowned and will reign even longer, and there will be an even bigger cause for celebration and rejoicing than any earthly ruler. You will reign with Christ. What does this mean? Who reigns with him? When does this reign begin? From Psalm 149. Let Israel rejoice in their maker. Let the people of Zion be glad in their king. Let them praise him with dancing and make music to him with tambourine and harp. For the Lord takes delight in his people. He crowns the humble with victory. Let his faithful people rejoice in this honor. Enjoy the honor of being crowned by the Lord. The people of God are called to celebrate their sovereign creator, their king, to praise him with dancing and make music to him. The reason given is that the Lord takes delight in his people. He crowns the humble With salvation. Let the saints rejoice in this honor and sing for joy on their beds. All who love God are in the seat of honor. There's a hint here in the crowning of his people of reigning with Christ. God delights in sharing his blessings with you. And these verses are a reminder of how much you have already received from Him. You can delight in the crown of salvation and rejoice in the honor of being in relationship with Him. The psalmist goes on to say that God's people will execute judgment, a double-edged sword in their hands. In our New Testament passage for today, we see that God's people will accompany Christ in judgment. The weapons are not literal swords but the double-edged sword of the Word of God. This awesome responsibility and honor could easily make for pride. However, he crowns the humble. We have not earned our salvation. It's a gift. We have not earned the right to reign with Christ. This also is an extraordinary gift, privilege and honor. Lord, thank you that you crown me with salvation. Thank you that you call me to reign with you. Thank you that you are my king and that you call me to be a co-heir with Christ. New Testament from Revelation 20 And I saw an angel coming down out of heaven, having the key to the abyss, and holding in his hand a great chain, he seized the dragon, that ancient snake, who is the devil or Satan, and bound him for a thousand years. He threw him into the abyss, and locked and sealed it over him, to keep him from deceiving the nations any more, until the thousand years were ended. After that, he must be set free for a short time. I saw thrones, on which were seated those who had been given authority to judge. They reigned with Christ for a thousand years. When the thousand years are over, Satan will be released from his prison and will go out to deceive the nations in the four corners of the earth and to gather them for battle. They marched across the breadth of the earth and surrounded the camp of God's people, the city he loves, but fire came down from heaven and devoured them, and the devil who deceived them was thrown into the lake of burning sulfur where the beast and the false prophet had been thrown they will be tormented day and night forever and ever then i saw a great white throne and him who was seated on it and i saw the dead great and small standing before the throne and books were opened another book was opened which is the book of life the dead were judged according to what they had done as recorded in the books Experience your reign with Christ now. However we interpret the specifics of this passage, it is clearly wonderful news. Christ will return, Satan will be overthrown, and you will reign with Jesus and experience eternal life. This is something worth celebrating. This is a notoriously difficult passage in the book of Revelation. Many books, commentaries, and novels have been written about millennialism and when the rapture will take place. There are passionately held views on this subject and sadly divisions in the church over it. It's therefore with some trepidation that I express here my tentative views on the subject. A millennium, plural millennia, is a period of time equal to a thousand years. It derives from the Latin mille, thousand, and annus, year. Several times a thousand-year period is mentioned. When is this thousand-year period? Broadly speaking, there have been three views. First, post-millennialism. This is the view that the return of Christ would not occur until the kingdom of God had been established by the church in human history for a thousand years. Second, pre-millennialism. This is the view that the coming of Christ will be followed by the binding of Satan and the resurrection of the saints who will be raptured and will join him in a temporal kingdom where he reigns over the earth for a thousand years. This millennial kingdom will end with a final rebellion and the last judgment. Third, a millennialism. This is the view that the thousand years is the period between the first and second coming of Christ. This position holds that the period of a thousand years is metaphorical, not literal, and that the rapture, will occur when Christ returns. No doubt, there is room for difference of opinion between Christians on this matter. Personally, I think there are difficulties with all three views. However, when we read this passage in the context of the rest of the New Testament and the Bible as a whole, I take the view that in spite of all the arguments to the contrary, millennialism best fits with the evidence. As we've seen, Much of the language of the book of Revelation is apocalyptic language and not intended to be interpreted literally. The 1,000 years stands for a very long and unspecified period of time. What is the evidence that the 1,000-year period has already begun? First, Satan is bound. The devil is described as the dragon, that ancient serpent who is the devil or Satan. By his coming, Jesus defeated Satan. He bound the strong man. On the cross, Satan was defeated, thrown into the abyss, which was locked and sealed over him. Second, the nations are not deceived anymore during this period to keep him from deceiving the nations anymore until the thousand years were ended. This is the era of the church, when the gospel is preached to all nations, millions and now billions profess the name of Christ. Their eyes are being opened to the good news of Jesus. Third, according to the Apostle Paul, we are already reigning with Christ. The resurrected martyrs and people of God reign with Christ for a thousand years. I saw thrones on which were seated those who'd been given authority to judge. They reigned with Christ for a thousand years. As St. Paul put it, God raised us up with Christ And seated us with him in the heavenly realms in Christ Jesus. Fourth, you are called to reign as priests of God and of Christ. This priesthood of all believers has already begun. We are called to be a holy priesthood. Indeed, Peter refers to us as a royal priesthood. At the end of this period, Satan will be released from his prison, and the final conflict will take place. Once again, we see here that it will not really be a conflict at all. Rather, it will be the outworking of the victory that Jesus has already achieved. The destruction of evil will be complete. Then the final judgment will take place. Lord, thank you that you have raised us up with Christ and seated us along with him in the heavenly realms. Help me to make the most of every opportunity to bring the good news to the nations. Old Testament from Nehemiah nine to eleven. In view of all this, we are making a binding agreement, putting it in writing, and our leaders, our Levites and our priests are affixing their seals to it. We will not neglect the house of our God. Exercise your God given authority responsibly. As in so many Old Testament passages, here we get a foretaste of the future. God delights in his people. He puts us in position of authority to rule and to reign. However, we are called to exercise this authority with obedience and responsibility. The people of God made a binding agreement, putting it in writing. The leaders, Levites and priests, affixed their seals to it, They promised to keep the law and bind themselves with a curse and an oath to follow the law of God. Their problem, like ours, was an inability to keep the laws. We would therefore be under God's curse, but for the fact that Jesus bore it for us on the cross. We are called to a balanced rhythm of life that includes work and rest. The people of God had to keep the Sabbath and every seventh year forego working the land and cancel all debts. They had to offer sacrifices to make atonement for their sins. The leaders settled in Jerusalem. But it's clear from this passage that the pledge was by the community. The keeping of the law was plainly made the responsibility of everyone, not just the kings and princes. Lord, thank you that I'm called to take responsibility for my own life and for serving you and obeying your commands. Thank you that I need no longer make sacrifices in order to make atonement for my sins. Thank you that through the death and resurrection of Jesus, not only has Satan been defeated, but you have raised me with Christ to reign with him in the heavenly realms far above all rule and authority, power and dominion, and every title that can be given, not only in the present age, but also in the one to come. Pepper ADDS REVELATION 20 VERSE 12 SAYS THE DEAD WERE JUDGED ACCORDING TO WHAT THEY HAD DONE AS RECORDED IN THE BOOKS I'm quite nervous about the judgment day. I dread to think what is written in the books about me. And I also wonder what God thinks about the amount of chocolate I eat.